Hello. Welcome back. How kind of you to join us. Um, episode three. God, we've come so far. Um, I guess before I get into it, I'll just give you guys a little update. I am now TikTok famous. Um, and I've been looking at other people, my like people I know, their accounts. I do understand that a lot of them have much more views and likes than me, but um, it doesn't matter. I had one video get a little bit of attention. Nearly 5,000 views, nearly 800 likes, and somebody started a fight about whether or not Princess Diana is an icon in my comments. So I would count that as a win, something to stick on the early life of my Wikipedia page. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think much else is going on. Oh, we're, we're doing a musical. Um, it's an audio musical that will go on Spotify. So we're just kind of recording that and stuff over Zoom. Um, and it's with, it's when I was in Dublin. It's the accommodation I was in their musical um which that and getting just unnecessary emails from the the authority in that accommodation I don't want to say what college I went to in case my five listeners I, I I just don't want to um I don't I think anyone that knows me knows what I'm talking about but I just don't want to put it out there um yeah I've just been thinking a lot about why I'm not there anymore um and when people ask me it's kind of hard to explain um but I'm realizing that that is probably because of unnecessary shame I've attached to it um and because I'm feeling better these days feeling good happiest I've ever been I'm also the angriest I've ever been. Um, not as in like punching walls, but I can just feel like a fire that's that was, I guess, extinguished by depression, anxiety, you know. Um, but now I'm just angry that I'm only starting my life now when I'm 20. Angry that uh, just about everything I've been through and the way that I let people treat me. Um, because the thing is, people are going to be shitheads and they're just going to treat you wrong in life unless you explicitly tell them to not. Um, and obviously you can't do that if you don't think you're worthy of being treated right. But then when you do feel better, you can kind of see it for what it is. And um, Yeah, anyway, that was a bit of a rant, but... I'm angry and I've been reflecting on a lot of things and I just want to and I'm not talking about this for to play the victim like I literally pay a man once a week to listen to me it's called therapy like I can play the victim in therapy that's not why I have a podcast I just feel like talking about this simple as um and I guess I'll just give a bit of background because it's a long story really if you look if you haven't been keeping up with my life so so I'm in first year college now and last year I was also in first year college um I was doing PPS in the college I'm in which is philosophy politics economics sociology um and then I dropped out of that and transferred to English because I couldn't get English in history. That was in like October. And that's when I started getting really bad bouts of depression, like maybe for a week. I couldn't like get out of bed. I'd just be so, so oh my God, it was the worst. Um, And as they became more frequent, I also got so irritable. Um. Like, my psychiatrist was just changing meds all the time. It's getting so irritable, so um, desperate to be around people 
Um, and the thing is, if you don't like yourself or you're not comfortable with being your, being on your own with yourself, um, you get so desperate for any distraction that you don't really vet the quality of relationships and friendships you're in. Um, you know, it's not about quality, it's just about blocking out your mind, which doesn't help either. Um, but yeah, I was just getting worse and worse, wasn't doing college work, wasn't going into lectures, just, you know, in bed and then I'd go out whenever, um, when nightclubs were still open, just get pissed drunk. Um, and yeah, it just got too much then. I was, after Christmas, I was like, okay, second semester is going to be different. I'm going to get my life on track. Um, and then maybe like a week into that second semester, I went to Edinburgh with my mom and just kind of flipped out, got really, really bad, bought a seven. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's just, it. I guess it's sad. It's just funny that this was my life. Um, bought a 70 CL of vodka and just kind of... Um, oh, sorry, I should have put a trigger warning. I will be talking about self-harm and, like, suicidal thoughts. Um, yeah, just kind of didn't want to live. Um, made, you know, was trying to hurt myself and then made a list of people that I needed to write goodbye <laughs> notes to, which is just so sad. Um, but it's reality for a lot of people. Um, so then I dropped out of college and it just wasn't getting any better even without, oh no, I'd stopped working at this point um, because I had been working and in being in college and I just wasn't, couldn't do it. Um, then I dropped out of college and then my psychiatrist said that there was some program in um, St. Pat's, which is a psychiatric hospital, but you had to be in there for three weeks. It was like an out outpatient program, so you didn't have to be staying there, but you had to be in there three weeks for them to refer you. It was really complicated, but... You know, I didn't have anything else to do. Like, I wasn't getting any better on my own. So I went in to hospital um, on the 10th of February, I think, 2020. And then I spent <laughs> Valentine's Day and Paddy's Day and Easter in there. Um, and it saved my life. Not the doctors, not the psychiatrists, not the psychologists, not the nurses, the people in there. I, I it's just, it went, oh, I, I will never look back on that time and, and feel sorry for myself or think it was weird that I was in hospital or feel any shame about that. I will tell anyone I want that I was in hospital because it was literally one of the best times of my life. I'd never felt more seen and more accepted by people. And just like, we were all a bit fucked up and that was okay. And I think that that's just what people are like in general, but they're just hiding it. And I guess when you're in a psychiatric hospital, you can't really hide it. Like it's sort of obvious that something's going on. Um, but yeah just amazing people and I always said that I'd write something about it one day um and I hope I do I'm sure I will because it was such a big great part of my life I have so many funny stories and so many just real human raw sad stories um but I mean they're not mine to tell so I won't tell them on this podcast I don't think um but yeah then I got out maybe in May I can't remember exactly but I didn't want to leave I didn't feel I had become 
any better. Um, but the one thing that did come of it was I got in contact with my current therapist, psychologist, um, whatever you want to call it. He's amazing. I've been with him for like a year now. I find him so good. Um, but it's more just like he's a person helping me. It's not like he's a medical professional treating me. I think that's just what makes it work. Um, but anyway, that sort of sets us up for how I was um, starting college this year. So afraid, so afraid that I would drop out again. So afraid that I would have a mental breakdown. So afraid that people wouldn't like me. People would think I'm weird. People would know that I'm mentally insane or whatever. Um, because I was living in Dublin in student accommodation for my college. And also I was a year older than people. So very afraid. Um, and it was like being in the Gale Tucked or something 24-7 you're an adult and you can drink and smoke or whatever um and I loved it I was like oh my god because the reason I loved the Gale Tucked and German college and working in Spain and anytime I was around people all the time was you never had to be alone which I'm okay with being alone now but definitely most of my life wasn't as comfortable um, because I wasn't doing the things that I actually enjoyed but anyway it was just it was like a kid in a sweet shop or me in a sweet shop I suppose <laughs> um, yeah I was just obsessed with being around people all the time but it was I was also doing what I learned to do in the Gale Talk German College blah 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 all these places I was performing with this persona because I'm so afraid that people don't like the real me that I just come across kind of crazy or like I'll make such an effort to do funny things or include people or but I won't actually be focusing on making proper connections um and I guess it was easier in school because you're there for six years like you know you're gonna make good connections you're gonna find your people um but just in Dublin, I was just feeling so lonely all the time, even though I was always around people. Um, and I was looking at people who were better friends than me, and I was like, you know, why isn't that me? Um, and my mood would definitely go up and down. And then this February, again, it was just, it was around the time I was going into hospital, I was remembering you know, how bad I felt and I felt like I hadn't made much progress and just other things that I don't want to talk about, personal, I mean, more, <laughs> I know this is all personal, but just other things were on my mind. Um, and I slipped back into self-harming for a couple of days. Um, and people always say, you know, tell someone, talk to people, it's so important, you know, don't stay silent. So I didn't. Um, I'm open usually with all this stuff. And I was used to, I guess, I mean, in some capacity, I've been dealing with either my own mental illness or other people. Um, since, well, since I was 10, but with other people, but I guess my own anxiety and stuff when I was younger, um, when I was in hospital, I had like my best friend, like I saw her in kind of the situations that I was in, in Dublin, if that makes sense. I don't want to be graphic. Um... So I guess I just thought that people wouldn't think I was a freak because I didn't feel like a freak. I just felt like someone who was struggling at the time. So I told um, people and it ended up in, well, one night 
when I didn't do anything, I guess they just, people didn't want to deal with it. I don't know, just, or being careful, but I got security calls on me when I wasn't threatening to do anything. I didn't do anything. And this security man didn't like me. He had said that I was a nuisance and a burden. And well, he, he didn't say that I was a burden, but he said that I needed to be evicted and he couldn't wait to see like me leave. And he comes up to my apartment and was like screaming in my face while I was crying. And I was just like, please get away from me. You're such a scary old man. Like, I hate you. You're horrible to me. I was like, just get away from me. And then the next day I did act on it. I just couldn't stop myself. It's a compulsion and it's not... You know, it's a habit that you do learn when you get into it. Um, it's so hard to explain to other people. People don't get it. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't stop myself. And then I freaked myself out because I thought it was a bit too... Um, I was just afraid that, like, it would be a bit serious, you know. Um, so I did ask people again, or just tell them, I, or I was kind of, like, freaking out. Then I have to run down, holding my arm, down to reception to the people that hate me and want me evicted. Um, and I have to sit outside while everyone's looking at me while the people that made me go down just leave me. And um, people are coming up to me being like, what's up, why are you holding your arm? Oh, oh, and then walking away. People I know, um, security put a mask on me touch my ears, my face, and put a mask on me. I was like, okay. Um, they sit me down. I have to ask for the stuff to clean the cut. Um, and they tell me they're calling an ambulance. An ambulance had been called to this place like a couple of weeks before and everyone was talking about it. Everyone was making fun of the person. Um... And it was just not what I was about to do. I didn't want to expose myself for being weak or weird. Um, I had this persona. I needed to keep it up, you know? So, also, probably wasn't thinking that. Probably wasn't thinking straight. Um, but I was like, yeah, can I just go get my phone in my apartment? And this guy chaperones me security and I just leg it out the gate. Um, I had my flares tucked into my socks. I was like, I am not tripping. Um, but I'm not a star athlete. So I was chased down some cul-de-sac and then the warden walks me back and she's like, it's fine, it's fine, we won't call the ambulance. Because I, I ran because I was like, I know how these things work. You are going to call the ambulance on me. Everyone's going to make fun of me and they're going to send me straight to a hospital and lock me up they're gonna section me and I was like I don't need to be sectioned so fuck off I'll just go home um but you know in fairness to them they didn't call the ambulance on me because they understood that I didn't want a big you know reaction I didn't want to be sectioned no instead they call the guards the guards I'm sitting in reception Everyone's around me being like, it's okay, don't worry, we didn't call you the ambulance, don't worry. Four guards come up, a squad car and a big van. And I I am streetwise, I know how the police work to a certain degree. So I see them and I'm like, it, it makes me want to cry now because I just repressed, I was so used to repressing how I felt that I just straight away started like laughing and joking with the guards because I know how evil they can be as an institution the people themselves were actually sound but I mean they were fine okay anyway um yeah so they bring me to the station read me my rights detain me under the mental health act these people these guards think I'm trying to kill myself because they don't understand they did they've never heard of the concept of self-harm they've never heard of BPD and I had to educate them while sitting in this little like 
tiny grey room um, and they tell me I'm allowed like one call so I call my housemates <laughs> who just don't want to hear from me just like literally aren't don't want to talk to me because I didn't want to tell my parents um, and those housemates were like my closest friends in Dublin I thought and they just like I just had no one like it was so sad and I was still keeping up this persona that I was fine um, and not you know explaining that because it just sounds stupid you know I'm I was so lonely and sad that that's how it manifested people don't get it especially the guards I was in that guard station and I kept my mouth shut apart from laughing and joking with them you don't need to mess with guards they they're cruel they will lock you up um and they were so nice to me but then they would leave my room and go into a cell that was beside us and scream at this guy and start speaking to him in Irish because he wasn't like his accent sounded not Irish um it was just so cruel I, it was horrible um yeah it was really hard anyway then the ambulance comes paramedics lovely he actually studied the same thing as me so we were just chatting he actually got it um he understood where I was coming from he didn't see me as like a patient again um just such a kind man brought me to the hospital on my own left on my own um my mom's a doctor so I always have her like if I'm I know I'm trying to but like if I go to the hospital or anything I always have her and it was so scary it was St James's and it was just beside same paths where I'd been and I was like they're gonna bring me over and I'm gonna be exactly where I was this time last year um but they didn't they didn't need to stitch it up which I knew I had told security that um so then they just send me I have to get a taxi home um I go up to my flat my housemates won't really speak to me they're watching a movie so I I go thankfully to my one of my other friends that had invited me to their flat and I had a mojito and I just kind of flat hopped that night um because I just didn't want to go back to where I was because I didn't want to be a burden on them um yeah there's a couple other but whatever it doesn't matter fast forward um I was evicted for that um this world ranking college couldn't deal with that and they told me that they have had students do that before and they were like you know if we call the guards it is serious and I was called by the senior tutor of the college to my face a burden on other students um and they you know they couldn't be expected to live with me um I yeah I've been called a nuisance by security to my friends um people just constantly telling me that I'd be better off at home or I could be looked after they don't know my family situation and you know thankfully I had a home to go back to but it's just this privilege that exists within this certain college anyway I can't speak on other ones but it's just people not understanding anything that isn't normal and isn't d4 um and it just makes me angry. I'm just angry at the moment because I think I'm only healing from it now. Um, and I wasn't treated right. And, you know, when I was evicted, and they they won't use the word evicted. They keep saying, oh, and you know, it doesn't need to go any higher than this. We don't need to talk to the provost or whatever. Oh, that kind of exposes the college. But um, it's just so, it's discrimination. Um... It just shows ignorance, lack of understanding. I don't know. And I'm really disappointed by how everyone that I thought were my friends acted. They just sort of... Um, and I went back after a couple of weeks and no one wanted... No one wanted me in their flat. No one, You know, they'd talk to me outside but then they'd all go off with their real friends. Um... 
I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I have my good, real friends. And I don't need them as distractions anymore, those people. Um, and I don't wish them any ill will. But... It's, I think it's hard because it was just a repeat of the year before. People dropping me, stopping being my friends. After like seven years, eight years. Um, or, I mean, yeah. Just just thinking I was a bad person. And I, I guess, like I will take accountability for it. I wasn't acting good. I study English. I can't believe I just said that. I wasn't acting good. Um, I could, yeah, I could have a hundred percent acted better. Um, but just not at that moment because I was so overwhelmed by my thoughts and I was so angry and didn't know how to process trauma and stuff. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a repeat of the year before, being left on my own. People thinking, oh well, you know. She'll just have to deal with that on her own because I'm not taking it on. And 10-year-old me didn't have that option to say that, oh, I'm not dealing with mental illness to somebody else. Uh, No. Like, sorry if you think you're going to live your whole life without seeing somebody struggle or struggling yourself. Um, But that's a very naive stance to take. So... Yeah, I I don't know what the point of this segment is, but I just needed to say it. Um, The point of it is not to make people think that the people I lived with or people I were friends with in Dublin were bad people. They weren't. They were great people and I have so many good memories with them, but they just... I don't know, didn't act the way that I expected them to act, which was why it was hard. And it, they mirrored the way I'd been treated the year before. Um, and it was very hard for me It's to not play the victim. And I think I did a bit being like, you know, oh, I get it if you don't want to be my friend, blah, 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 blah. Because I didn't know what other way to act. I was like, oh, you know, at least if they feel pity for me, they'll talk to me. But now I'm like, well, do you know what? I don't need you to feel pity for me. Because I'm not weak. Um, Yeah. I guess I'm just saying this to let you know that if and when you're struggling in life with anything, it doesn't make you weak. Um, And you need to get angry about all the times that you've been treated badly because otherwise you get depressed and don't beat someone up or like stab a puppy I don't mean angry like that I just mean protect yourself protect you know what we talked about last week protect that inner child if if somebody treated your daughter or your son like that you wouldn't let that happen I'd hope so don't let it happen to yourself um Okay, let's listen to Apparel by Mitski. Um, This and Liability by Lord just encapsulate how I feel or felt every single time that I would feel that loneliness and sadness. It's just, it's a cycle of, you know, you are feeling vulnerable and people apparently don't want to deal with that. So then you feel like a burden and that just makes you feel worse and more isolated and lonelier. And that is unattractive to people because people just want you to be happy and fun all the time. Um, Yeah, I love this song. It just puts my emotions into words. So enjoy. You love me so hard and I still can't
Okay, now I also want to talk about sort of the environment that I've experienced in college um, and just, I guess, the reality of studying what you love or what you really want to study because and fun fact about me when I was in primary school I didn't like English at all and I didn't like history um I loved geography I I liked maths because I was pretty good at it um I loved creative writing now but that's not the English they teach you in primary school it's like reading to junior infants and phonics phonics phonetics phonics I can't remember the word um and like what was it reading zone or something just not English English in such an abstract diluted form um and I understand you can't be teaching English literature and how to analyze a text to like senior infants I get that but I just didn't like the subject in school same goes for history um didn't like it I remember uh, yeah oh my god I remember learning about the renaissance in sixth class and then learning about it again in first year history and like moaning loudly being like oh I don't want to do this in first year history and by god I soon snapped out of that because my teacher just destroyed me um, but yeah, I didn't like either of them. But then, I've always liked creative writing. I did when I was in like second class, so eight or nine. I did a creative writing um, course online, but like that was through CTYI, not school. Um, yeah, just had no love for the subject English, even though I loved writing and reading. But then I guess secondary school kind of introduces you to what real English is, like what it'll be like in college. Um, and I had always said I'd do English and history, but then I got more points than I thought I would. And I got PPS and I did like it. It was really interesting, but it just wasn't, I didn't know, I, I knew it wasn't right. Um, it wasn't. English which sounds so nerdy I know but it's the truth um the reality of studying what you've always wanted to study or what you like the most um is kind of rough because if you don't have motivation you start to think that there's nothing you like you know, if you don't have the motivation to read a book for college, you're like, well, that's it. All I had was English and history, and now I don't even have them. But, you know, you get it back, and it's great. And But it is, I, I find it hard to get on with the people in my course. Um... I did anyway last year. Obviously, I haven't seen them this year. But I just felt so threatened by them. I was like, are they better at English than me? I, I don't care as much about history, but English is like my baby. And the thought of anyone else being better at it just terrifies me. Um, Which sounds so narcissistic, but it's the truth. And we're going to be real on this podcast. Um, And it is kind of easier to be a big fish in a small pond you know just to stay in Roscommon and be like oh well I got into the second class community games for handwriting or like I won a poetry competition when I was in third class like it's easier to just have those little wins and be like well no one can take those away from me but you know I don't know if you'll really have a successful life and fulfilling life if you play it safe so I'm not um it's hard but I am like in college at the moment um but the culture 
is insane in the, in the college I go to. And people always told me, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're going there. You're going to be so pretentious, like, blah, 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 blah. And I was just kind of going because I always wanted to go there and I'd get a good degree from it. And it's probably the best college for English and history in Ireland. Um, but it's insane the amount of private school people that are there. Um, like, for Halloween this year, when I was still living in the accommodation, like these lads and they were really nice lads but their costume was too like they would wear bin bags and say they went to state school um which i guess means public school or like <laughs> the school that i went to I, and i didn't even get offended by it at the time because i was just i was just like that is so stupid but the more i think about it like what is that about um I've never felt like people in private schools or grind schools are better than me. Um, and I know when I did my live in Sardinia in 2019, like, I I had friends that were in grind schools or private schools that I did better than, or I got the same as. Um, and, I, you know, it, it's just... No one can ever take my leaving cert away from me and it did stress me out to no end but I know that I taught myself basically every single syllabus and I got all H1s and H2s apart from Irish which I didn't count um, and no one can take that from me and I know that it's a stupid memory test and blah 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 it depends on the paper you get but I did that myself um, I put in the work and anyone that thinks that their parents' money paying them, paying for them to be spoon-fed the syllabus and, you know, these teachers that have connections to the people who write the paper and all stuff like this, little hacks for the leave insert, it doesn't make you smarter than me. Even if those people are getting better than me, like, points-wise or anything... It doesn't make you more intelligent than me. Like, why are you bragging about your parents paying you ten, paying ten grand for you to get? To me, it's the same education. Um, and I think you'd probably benefit even less from private school. Like I, I'm really proud of how I taught myself. The leaving cert. Um, and just to dress up I like <laughs> it was just so stupid to me like not to kind of minimise the power of this statement but it was just sort of like you know when people say I'm not your costume it was like that's how I felt I was like it's not that's my life like that's the school I went to why are you wearing a bin bag it's so odd um, I guess that's the privilege that people think they have. Um, and the way I would deal with that when I was up there, and I am not going to do this anymore, um, because I was told by a lot of teachers and, you know, just people that would have gone to college in Dublin or, you know, bigger cities that were from Roscommon, some people would stop talking to them when they found out that they were from the country or, like, think that they were weird. And I sort of expected that. Like, people in Dublin... And these aren't all D4 people, like, just people I went to college with. I mean, you know, a lot of them didn't know that Roscommon was a county. Um, They just think we're farmers... Yes, we do have cattle, but, like, we're still people. I'm as entitled to be in this course in this college as you are. I don't care who your parents are. I don't care what salary they're making. I don't care how big your house is. I don't care how much you paid for an education. Um, And the way I would deal with that is, you know, people would be like, oh, where are you from? And I'd say Roscommon. And they'd say, oh my God, what are you doing in this college? 
and I would make jokes. I'd be like, oh, it's not hard, you know, people in Roscommon can't read, blah, 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 which obviously is a joke. Um, But I was pandering to those people that think they're better than me for being, like, from cities or whatever. Um, They literally aren't. I'm never going to pander to people like that again because I don't care. I don't care what they think about me. They're living this little sheltered life. Um, And, you know, the way people treated me after I was basically evicted showed me, you know, people from home that I've, you know, my real friends were just so good to me and didn't make it a big drama. But then these privileged people have obviously been so sheltered their whole lives that it was one of the worst things to ever happen to them. Me, self-harming, like, that affected them. I don't know, but, um, yeah. I just want to say, if you're a human, you are as entitled to success as anyone else. And sometimes, you know, like nepotism, um, or family money can make it easier for people to succeed. Like, you know, when you start liking a celebrity or something and you go onto their Wikipedia and you find out, oh, actually their parents are really rich or they were actors or directors themselves. And it can kind of be disheartening. Um, I don't know what I'm expecting when I Google that. Like, I know that who, like, Marilyn Monroe wasn't from Roscommon, you know? Um, And, yeah, it's easier for those people that have a leg up. That's what privilege is. But it doesn't mean that we can't be successful. Um, I'm not going to be going around wearing a Roscommon jersey because this place has a lot of its own issues, but I'm not going to deny that I enjoyed my life here like I'm still living here um it's not that bad I don't think I'm at a disadvantage because I'm not from D4 or Belfast or Cork or something um I don't know that's just my view um, okay, let's listen to Carly Simon, You're So Vain, just because it sort of speaks to that deluded narcissism that some people have, thinking that they're better than you. Um, okay, enjoy.
We're going to finish up soon and I don't want to force any sort of segment Um, I can't really think of anything I want to talk about. I feel like I got a lot out there so I'm just going to fill these last few minutes with, like I did last week, a little suggestion on things to do Um, just to keep you busy to help you get to know yourself to help you be more happy um and this this one is actually from therapy and I went through a phase of like trying to get everyone in my life to do this um so if you've already been forced to do it by me no problem but if you haven't I want to share this because it's one of the best things I've ever done and I might do it again actually um, because I haven't done it in about a year and it's writing out a hundred things that make you happy or that make life worth living or just things you enjoy Um, and I know there's a trend on TikTok now that's like my top 10 things in the world Um, and it's kind of like that I don't like the idea of including other people or like even meeting with friends um stuff like that because you know you can really enjoy that but this is more about you know yourself and experiences you enjoy um so then you can look at it if you're bored or you're sad or you don't know what to do with your day and just pick one thing um, and it can just, it could be a song you like, it could, it could be anything, it could be a colour, um, a certain time of day, it could be a certain memory, it could be a whole country. Um, I'll read you a couple of mine, and they are from last year, so they might have changed a little, but let's... Actually, I've just... I have them written in my the back of my sketchbook. Um, I think even if you're not into art, you should have a really nice notebook. Like this is A4, my mom got it for me. Um, and I have a lot of drawings in it. It's where, when I don't want to use canvases, I just, um, you know, if I'm doing just a pencil sketch or even watercolour I have in it um, or I went through a phase with markers and it's just a nice place to keep those little drawings um, but then at the back of it I use it just as, well I did when I was in hospital I used it as 
just kind of like a notebook um so it's really nice I have <laughs> I have a page where I've written out the order of um Kilroot Scott Talent Kilroot was the ward I was on the second word I was on um so me and my friend organized a talent show didn't really <laughs> didn't really go to plan because a lot of people in there were depressed and didn't want to get up and perform but for the for the BPD patients it was great um I have just yeah just random I don't know I have Wiener Schnitzel written I must have been checking how to spell it for some reason but yeah I actually have 150 things that I like um so I'll just read out a few of them to give you ideas um tarot cards Paul McCartney I know I said not people but I don't know him so um charity shops karaoke going to the cinema hamsters Quentin Tarantino films I don't know why I wrote that I've seen like maybe three Quentin Tarantino films uh going to the theater love that Edinburgh tie-dyeing oh Shane Dawson cancelled um sunglasses henna vintage clothes Shakespeare making costumes Steve Irwin family guy reality tv Simon Cowell <laughs> for some reason uh Jake Gyllenhaal again not sure about that Glee Doc Martens communes schadenfreude it's a German word I can't remember the name uh, the definition um Gemma Collins x-factor bad auditions the simple life David Bowie roller coasters I don't even really like okay yeah I'm gonna redo this because this is very basic um I just have English as number 56 bit broad there but um yeah it's a really good exercise to do it helps you sit down and actually get to know who you are as a person without the influence of others um and as you can see it can change all the time and if a hundred seems like too big a task just do five get five and then come back in a week and see if you've thought of five more um it's not a race but it's for your own good so see if you can muster up the courage it's scary to sit down and have to get to know yourself like that but it's a good exercise um okay i think we'll leave it there play you out with a bit of george harrison um bye guys